Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a guy that's in love with a scarecrow. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. As long as it doesn't have a clown mask, take off the mask and I will love you. That clown mask was so fucking stupid, Brandon. What was the <laughs> Why? Why? Decision? Why? Ugh. It's leathery. Come on, make it leathery. It's so easy. Would have elevated that episode to at least a six. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forgive it. <laughs> no, Patricia's Arquette's egg hunts can't save it. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean, they're close, but yeah, they can't. <laughs> oh man, Brandon, how are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Oh, you're I'm feeling not, good? I'm not horribly <laughs> ill anymore. You're not decrepit and bedridden or anything like that? <laughs> no, no. That'll be next week. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. That's okay. I, I forgive you and your poor immune system in Australia. It's all right. <laughs> I just can't fight off all these Aussie germs. Uh, it's okay. Hey, Brandon, I have some news for you kind of a little bit. Oh. I don't know if you've seen it or not. You know, I, you know how I like my Dead by Daylight? I know we're going to talk about video games a little bit here, but did you okay. see that they're, they're going to be adding Nicolas Cage to Dead by Daylight? Nicolas Cage as what? Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> He's going to be in Dead by <laughs> Daylight as a survivor. They're just adding Nicolas Cage? Yeah, he's just going to be in there and you can you can fucking kill him. Um, it's a little concerning, though, because the Dead by Daylight community, they like to make... They, they like sex a lot, so Nicolas Cage is going to be drawn into odd positions that he probably never was before. I don't know, man. Nicolas Cage community is also pretty out yeah. there, so... It's an I'm interesting sure, choice. I'm sure it's all been out there before. Yeah, I guess you're probably right. But now he's going to be there with, like, Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger. Uh, all of them. All the game. All the, all the heads. It's an interesting an interesting choice. Is it because of that, like, Renfield movie? Well, I gotta say, Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of, like, horror movies lately. A lot of independent horror films. He really, like, has taken a shift in his career, and everybody seems to really love him for it. I mean, they love him anyway. It's Nicolas Cage, but... Um, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting choice, and uh, they're making a lot of differences to Dead by Daylight that seem really interesting. So I might have to pick it up and start streaming it again because, yeah, the next uh, killer comes out, and it's kind of like it's kind of like an alien-looking thing. Looks pretty cool. So I don't know. Pretty interested. See, when you said Nicolas Cage was in the game, I immediately assumed he would be a killer. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, he's going to be his normal human self, and he's going to get stuck on hooks and scream and stuff. <laughs> well, all right. I'm yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, hey, go for it, man. You do you, dude, and I'm cool with it. Oh, Tears of the Kingdom came out last week. Did we talk about that already? No, we, we didn't, and I'm staring at it right now. Did you buy it? Rebecca got it. Oh my gosh, you saucy bitch. She said, I wasn't going to get it. And then you fucking yeah, got I it. Was like, I, w- I was went to her, and I was like, oh man, I really want this game, but I just, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. I'll just be sad without this game. And then she got the big-ass collector's edition. You want to know what that reminds me of a lot, Brandon? Yeah. Remember that Pizza Hut commercial where the kid's like, what's a calzone? What's a calzone? And then he finally eats a calzone, and he's like, I like calzones. That's you, Brandon. You were like, what's Tears of the Kingdom, Rebecca? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> she bought it for you, just like you planned. Yep. I did my best puppy dog face, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm the only kid without Tears of the Kingdom on the block. Corlin has Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I was like, Lance is going to beat it before me. Oh, man. Lance the. Uh surprisingly he doesn't play it that much yeah i was wondering i was gonna ask you did he <laughs> did he get back into it 
Mm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I think the thing about it is that it's harder than Breath of the Wild because there's more elements to it. It just takes a lot more creativity. Like, even I go into some of the temples and I'm like, what the fuck do I do here, you know? So, Yeah, the creativity thing's like... Like, I'm not very far now. I'm probably like 45 minutes, but I'm like... It, like, even the idea is turning me off, like, oh, I'm gonna have to, like, think more and, like, yes, use my brain. Yeah. yeah, half the time I forget what the power is that I have, so I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can fucking swim through the ceiling. I forgot about that, you know? <laughs> but anyway, Brandon, I don't know. I think we should just segment into our episode of Tales from the Crypt, because we have a, Oh, boy, what an episode. We have something to go through here, Brandon. We just got done watching the Tales from the Crypt episode, The Ventriloquist's Dummy. What did you think about The Ventriloquist's dummy well i'll answer that question with another question mm. and uh that is what the fuck is this episode Cortland? Oh boy. <laughs> brandon 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 yes <laughs> what oh. did i just watch mm, you watched them allow bobcat to just do whatever the fuck he wants i for think like i really minutes. liked it but also at the same time what the hell <laughs> <laughs> this episode it takes a little while to actually get going, I will say. Like, almost all of the episode, I was like, things were starting to, like, happen, and I was like, okay, I can see where this episode's going. And then I, like, clicked and saw how much time was left, and it was, like, three minutes. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. This one's a weird one, I have to say. Um, I I, uh, I don't know if I like it a lot or not, uh, which is weird, because quite frankly, this is probably the campiest episode that we've had so far. And it's just, I don't it's know. It's wild. I don't want to say it jumps the shark, because I don't think that's right, but goddamn, does it just do whatever it wants for a minute there. I don't know. It is so dumb. It's fucking stupid, yeah. <laughs> like, just the whole premise of it, and just, like, the the scope of its own episode just makes... I just don't get a lot of it. And then you got Bobcat, and quite frankly, we don't get the Bobcat voice, like, at all. No, almost. no, Bobcat is, like regular cat he's yeah he's just uh he's just a he's cat. house cat <laughs> yeah i thought he'd be all like yeah, you know the whole time but he doesn't do nothing he, you can hear it a little bit sometimes when he screams though yeah it. he like slips into it a bit but he's not trying to do it no he's trying to play uh just normal character and <laughs> just a normal insane character you want to just dive into this brandon yeah we have to okay well our episode starts up with uh crypt keeper and he says, good evening, fear fans. You're just in time. And he looks down at a box and reads the contents, saying it has one ventriloquist's dummy, and it's shipped from the Hackme Novelty Company, and it's from Battleshriek, Michigan, Brandon. <laughs> uh, my old stomping grounds, Battleshriek. I gotta say, Brandon, I love it when they shout out Michigan, because we had a shout out of Kalamazoo and Goosebumps, and now we got Battle Creek, kind of, in uh, Tales from the Crypt. What's next? You know, um, Detroit, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. I was trying to think of a, like a horror themed pun for other Michigan cities. The thing about Michigan, you guys, is that there's an entire book series called like American. No, Michigan, Michigan Chillers. Chillers. Yeah. Dude, I read one of them. It was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I read the Sinister Spiders of Saginaw. Oh, spooky. We read one, so they, they also did, like, um, uh, American Chillers, and I read one for Florida, and it was called, like, The Fog Phantoms of Florida, and the way he described the fog, he called it creamy, like, six times in the book, and I was uncomfortable. Oh. That, yeah. no. You don't call <laughs> creamy fog creamy, fog. okay? It, it was, it was like, and then he stepped into the creamy fog, and I was like, what the fuck am I reading? 
<laughs> That's not fog, bro. <laughs> Crypty gets so excited opening it up and he takes out the dummy, which looks a lot like Dennis from Night of the Living Dummy 2. Or kind of just like a generic dummy, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dennis is generic. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Crypty tells us that we aren't even going to see his lips move because he doesn't have any lips. He also says hello to the dummy, Dickie, and asks if he wants to hear a Tales from the Crypt episode. Dummy's all nah, and then insults our best friend, so the Crypt Keeper gets pissed and throws his ass into a fire. He shifts the book his way, saying now it's time to dole out a diseased little ditty about a schizophrenic nature of showbiz and how to hack your way to the top. So grab hold of your guts, kitties, because tonight you get to rub elbows with the ventriloquist dummy. Now the picture, Brandon, for this one. It's interesting. <laughs> it, we see Don Rickles in the background, and he's holding a shiny meat cleaver. He's got a dummy right next to him whose little tiny hand is grabbing hold of a screaming bobcat goldthwaite. <laughs> who's just kind of running for his life. It reminded yeah. me, Bobcat Goldthwait's picture in this picture reminds me of that meme of the little girl that's like running away with a flashlight. Yes, yes, <laughs> it looks funny. exactly like that. It's uh, it's something. He's got like a little cherry rose cheek for some reason, and it just, I don't know, it, it tickles me, it's funny. This fades us into the episode, and we see Don Rickles on a stage, and people are clapping for him. He's doing a little ventriloquist work, talking about going on a safari and running across a very angry lion. And the dummy tells him that he'll have his gun with him, and Donnie asks if it'll shoot lions. And the dummy's all, no, stupid, it shoots bullets. <laughs> yeah, oh, these boy. jokes are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, I one thing about this scene, and we learn pretty quickly that this takes place in the 60s, right? Uh, math. 70? 65? 75? Okay, 70s, sure. We pan through the crowd and see a little kid in a suit there, and he's just yucking it up. He's loving this shit. On stage, Don Rickle explains the difference between ducks and geese, saying one quacks and the other honks. Honk honks, actually. And he asks his dummy what he would do if a pack of birds strolled by and went honk honk. And the dummy tells him, I'd pull over and let him pass! And the crowd eats this shit up, Brandon. These jokes are terrible, and, and the crowd is just loving it. It's 1975. This is top-tier comedy. <laughs> this is the funniest shit since Pink Panther. Don Rickles yells out at them, What the hell are you applauding about? You're a bunch of seals. Look at that fatty over there. I'm gonna put stripes on your face and roll you along the beach for half an hour. <laughs> and I just put in my notes, What? I don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? He's a seal. Yeah, but why would you Why would you put a stripe on his face and roll him on the beach? Do seals he... classically have a stripe on their face? <laughs> I don't know. It's Don Rickles, man. <laughs> it was hilarious. Don, go Don Rickles, go. The crowd loves it. When he... Talk shit at the audience, you laugh. That's <laughs> that's what you do. That's Don Rickles. Don's character, by the way, his name is Mr. Ingalls. And I don't think he ever gets a first name, so I'm just going to call him Mr. Ingalls here. He starts making commentary about the food, saying it probably sucks since there's flies all around it. And he asks the dummy how the food is, and the dummy tells him not to eat it. He says, in fact, my girlfriend ate it last night and found a fly in the soup. She told the waiter to remove the insect at once, and the waiter threw me out. <laughs> You don't get Don. Oh my gosh, you don't get <sighs> Bobcat voices this episode. You get fucking Mortimer voice. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. We see this old lady behind the young boy just laughing it up, and Mr. Ingle takes notes of that and says some shit like, oh, finally, she's liking the jokes. Oh, you dumb bitch, you know? And some dude coughs a little, and Mr. Ingle starts yelling at him for coughing while he's up there trying to tell some jokes. He says that maybe he should spend some time in the hospital bed with the sheets off so that the nurse can stare at him. Mr. Ingalls, what are you doing? <laughs> he he kind of sucks. I was just like, 
Mr. Ingalls, Don, what's going on with these jokes? I don't know, this humor just seems stupid they to me. They don't make any sense. After a bit, they finally finish up, and we see backstage oh, that the kid man. from earlier, whose name's Billy, is getting Mr. Ingalls' autograph, and we find out that he wants to be a ventriloquist when he grows up, just like Mr. Ingalls. Aim for the stars, Billy. Dude, I can't imagine a ventriloquist gets paid that much. <laughs> No, I mean, Mr. Ingalls is working at this bar, whatever it is. It's not a, you know. It's, it's not a not... high-profile uh, career choice there. That's okay, Billy. You know what? You do you, I guess. We also find out, Brandon, that that old woman from a moment ago is his mother. And she looks like she looks like she's like 50. She's got this like 10-year-old little boy. I don't know. But she wants Billy to be a doctor. Mr. Ingalls tells Billy if he ever wants some tips that he can come see him anytime. Billy's all... Golly, Mr. Ingle, that's swell. And he walks away. We head over to some girl walking down a hallway, right? And she busts into Mr. Ingle's room and says, Hey, bitch, we still on for our date tonight? I know this place is great. Ingle's tries telling her that he isn't feeling so hot, but she won't take no for an answer. Suddenly, the dummy's all, Oh, don't listen to him. He feels great. Let's go. And she smiles and asks where they're going to be going. And the dummy tells her, How about your bungalow, toots? Oh, my God. I meant... What's, what is he? Toots. toots. I didn't know how to spell toots, so I put toots. I, don't... I think that is how you spell it. Okay. You just have to remember it's toots. Damn it. The dummy tells her, How about our bungalow, toots? And she laughs, saying, That dummy is so cute. Also, Don Rickles ain't so bad himself. And she walks <laughs> away as Mr. Ingalls shakes the dummy for a second. And then we cut outside where somebody screams that there's a fire and yells for some help. With Billy. He's in his room with his hand up, and he's practicing being a ventriloquist for a second. He's really bad at it, though. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. He's a little kid. That's no excuse, Brandon. You know what? <laughs> I was gonna be. He's so- just starting out. I'm sure he's gonna get way better. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's what this episode is trying to show us, right? He's gonna be amazing. He's got that autograph picture though in his hands. And he's just watching it. And he loves that shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna start making out with it. Like he's staring at it very intently. He's like, "Oh, what is that, Mister Ingles?" <laughs> You like my shirt? How sweet of you to notice. <laughs> um, the fun thing about this episode is that everybody is like in love with Don Rickles. They think he's the like cutest thing. How can since... you not be? I mean, it is Don Rickles, right? Yeah. But he's an old man, okay? And like later on, there's like a woman that's like, oh, hey, hot stuff. And like 15 years passed, and they make Don Rickles look older than what he looks like right now. And I'm just and like, he looks fucking Ooh. ancient right now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He looks like 1990s Don Rickles. <laughs> Which, you know, he, he looks old, but he's also fucking dreamy. Don oh my gosh. Rickles. I wish I had an autographed picture of Don Rickles in my hands right now. I, I would, though. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> what do you know Don Rickles from? Dude, I don't think I know Don Rickles from anything. I just know him, and I don't know why. Same, same. I, I, I know Don Rickles, like, from reputation, but I have never seen this man before in my life. I don't know, man. Like, it's it's like Iggy Pop all over again or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. He's the comedy Iggy Pop. It's, it's, uh... That's what people have been saying for decades. <laughs> Iggy Pop is the Don Rickles of music. Oh my god, you're right. I have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Kennison, Iggy Pop, Don Rickles. <laughs> Who are we going to add to this list next, Brandon? I don't get it. Bobcat, bro. 
No, I know Bobcat. Okay, he's in Art for the Dark. Okay? Yeah, I know. Everyone knows Bobcat. He's in Scrooged. Spoilers. We hear mom call that it's lights out time. Billy's all, all right, mom. Literally, like, two seconds later, mom yells, I said lights out now! So, Billy Damn. puts his picture of Don Rickles to the side. He takes off his glasses and turns off his light. And then we hear the sound of sirens in the distance. So, Billy gets up out of his bed and opens up his window and sees a building on fire. And he calls out for his mom to come here quick and stare at this inferno. We look again at his autographed picture, and that crossfades us to 15 years later, where a grown-up Billy is driving a car to a cabin or something. Such an odd place for, like, a time skip. It's like, hey, huh, there's a fire, and then it's like 15 years later. Like, wait, that wasn't a dramatic enough event for us to move on from. <laughs> time skips, because we gotta get Bobcat in this episode. We paid yeah, him, Just gotta get move him. on. This minor event happened, now let's go. Grown-up Billy here is played by the one and only Bobcat Brandon. He opens up the car door, exclaiming, We're here! And then remembers to grab his dummy, Tim, from the passenger seat and get out of the car. And he looks at the mailbox, exclaiming, This must be it! And then practices out loud his meeting with Mr. Ingle, saying, Oh, hello, sir, you... No. Hi, sir! You probably don't remember me, but I'm, I'm Billy Goldman. He knocks on Ingle's door, and Ingle's calls out to get the hell out of here, because this is property, Brandon. Yeah, he's a hermit now. Yeah. 15 years really does a number on you. Billy's all, hey, you probably don't remember me, but my name is B- Billy Goldman. Ingles interrupts It's me. It's Billy Baxter. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking Billy's all over the place. What is this? Are you afraid of the dark? Ingles interrupts telling him to piss off, but Billy tells him, I- I've been driving for three days and I'm not leaving, so you talk to me. <laughs> we see Mr. Ingles flip his curtain and look out at Billy's dummy because it's right there in his face. And Billy gives an awful ventriloquist performance for a second, saying he's Tim. And can Mr. Ingalls come out and play? His lips are flapping all over the place, Brandon. He's awful. Yeah, he's just opening his mouth. But surely, like, he's not putting his heart into this because it's just, he just wants Mr. Ingalls to come out and check, check who yeah, it is. Yeah, he's not stuff. on stage, so this isn't the real deal, you know? Yeah, he's in, he's not showing off here. Mr. Ingle tells him, oh, shit, and opens up the door. Billy walks in, and Mr. Ingalls immediately yells at him to close the door since this isn't a barn. Billy closes that door and takes a quick look around. He sets his dummy, Tim, down, and Mr. Ingalls yells at Billy that this better not take too long. Billy introduces himself, saying he's Billy Goldman, and also, you said I could look you up anytime, like 15 years ago when I was 11 years old, you know? He was like, uh, yeah, sure, kid, whatever. <laughs> right. And Billy was like, well, that's my ticket forever. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Like, he makes like a haphazard comment of like, yeah, look me up, kid, and then this kid fucking obsessed about him forever, and now he's here. Mr. Ingle snaps at him saying, wow, you got the memory of an elephant. How lucky can you get? Billy is all excited because he was there for Mr. Ingle's last performance. Ingle's asks him how it was, right? And Billy gushes saying that it was totally great. And Ingle smiles and tells him that's a good answer. Who writes your material? Billy looks up and sees a case on the shelf and says, wow, is that Morty? And he goes to grab it, but Ingle's whips around yelling, hey, no, don't touch that. Leave it alone, will ya? He's retired just like me. What is it with you? What do you want from me? And Billy depresses down with a sigh and says, Wow, there's so much history. So many memories. And he picks up a slice of newspaper with the headline, Showgirl Dies in Tragic Resort Fire. Also, famous ventriloquist injured. And he reads that aloud and the music gets a little tense. And he looks over at Mr. Ingalls and Ingalls says, Some memories are better than others. Yeah. I'm not even sure how the fire started. And he walks closer to Billy saying, All I know is I lost everything that night. 
Everything! And he lifts up his right hand, which is a stub wrapped in a black cloth. Billy suggests using the other hand, but Ingalls is all, nah, the left hand's shit. It's only good for opening doors and swatting flies. This is the hand that had all the magic in it. That old dummy magic. It's the most powerful kind, you know? <laughs> Not as powerful as Trey magic. Uh, we gotta play, make a list sometime. Yeah, all the like different a kinds of magic. Of- yeah. Tier list of powerful magics. Train, Train at the magic top. is clearly S tier. S plus, yeah. He asks Billy, why did he come, huh? Stir up old memories? To pry into my pain? Speak up, damn it. Billy stutters out that tomorrow is amateur night at the nautical comic. Ingalls is all, fuck that shit, and walks away. But Billy talks on saying he wants his first time to be on the same stage that he saw Mr. Ingalls perform. And he was hoping Mr. Ingalls will come by and give him his critique. You know, give him some pointers, Brandon. Yeah. I'm sure he's got nothing left to learn. He's been at this for 15 years. but 15 but years. you might as well have a pro pass on whatever knowledge they can. Sure. Yeah. Every time, I always just push our podcast to the pros. I'm like, just give it a listen. Give us some pointers. I've only been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. Please. Uh... Please listen to our podcast. Please. Please. <laughs> I'll put it on Reddit. I promise. Ingles tells him that he doesn't go out too much. So Billy... He deflates again. He gets all sad and starts to walk away apologizing. Then he stops and he pulls off his glasses and points his finger at Mr. Ingalls. He says, ever since I saw you that night, you've been my idol. Because of you, all I've ever wanted is to be a ventriloquist. I like how you slowly <laughs> built up I have to, yep. the Bobcat voice. I gotta know if I have what it takes. Only you could tell me that. And he puts his glasses back on and goes to the front door. But Ingalls stops him saying, hey kid, what's your name again? And Billy turns around with a smile saying, Billy Goldman. And Ingles is all, Billy Goldman, you forgot your act. Billy's smile fades and he turns and grabs Tim from the couch and goes to leave. But Ingles stops him again saying, hey Billy, I'll think about it. And Billy smiles again and he leaves the house. With Ingles, he blinks a few times and then asks, what do you think, Morty? Oh my god, whoa. That immediately cuts us to amateur night, Brandon. There's a full crowd, and this place kind of looks a lot All like, right. looks a lot like the stage from For Crying Out Loud. Did you get that vibe? I think it might be the same exact place, but I could be it wrong. Probably I could is. Be wrong. There's a girl on stage. Iggy singing. Pop's hanging around there somewhere. Iggy Pop's actually on stage singing "Camp Town Lady" right now. She's twirling some batons. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is so talented, Brandon. Backstage, we see Billy with Tim, you know, his dummy, and he looks pretty nervous. Some guys back there in, like, a magician's outfit that I thought at the time it's actually, like, the uh, announcer guy. Yeah. And there's a girl with a bunch of glasses of water, and she's spinning her finger on them. You know, classic acts. This is the most... Ab- <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing for a second there. This is the most, like, boring, like, child talent show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fully grown adults. <laughs> yeah, where's the guy playing Wonderwall? Oh, it hasn't been written yet. Oh, man, they're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna premiere at this amateur night how do you feel about wonderwall i kind of love that song yeah wonderwall's great yeah overplayed sure but still good you know what i feel like overplayed wonderwall is the joke because i could actually probably listen to wonderwall on loop if i wanted to i'd do it i could play it right now <gasps> don't you even tempt me with a good time brandon <laughs> <laughs> billy here he's drenched in sweat and he peeks out of the curtain to the stage and we see mr ingles walk in Billy smiles a bunch and then says, oh. oh my god, he actually came. He's here. It's such a sweet moment. Suddenly, it's Billy's turn to go on stage, and he grabs his chair as he's introduced as the unknown and unheard of, likely to stay that way, 
Tim and Billy. No, you're going to see his name in light someday. Tyena. Oh, man. I forgot about that show. So did Nickelodeon. <laughs> Tim's head pops off and falls to the ground as Mr. Ingalls sighs in the audience. And Billy struggles for a moment to put Tim's head back on and then begins his terrible ventriloquist acts. Oh, He's ta- Billy. This, this part is very it's difficult to watch. Yeah. He's talking as Tim saying, hello, ladies and germs. With his lips, uh, they're not even trying not to yeah. move. <laughs> He's just fully talking. It reminds me of that Doug episode where he tries to be a ventriloquist for a second. You know, the doy dot, the daft doll, and yeah. it's great. The crowd starts heckling him a bunch and booing him, like, immediately. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, as soon as he opens his mouth, everyone is just full on, like, boo! Yeah, they want to see Biggie Pop. <laughs> That's what they're here for. His first joke happens. It's about flying from New Jersey, and the crowd chants out the punchline that his arms are tired. And Billy's just like, uh, yeah, because my arms are tired. And then there's like a little drum snare. He sweats a whole bunch more as the lights get in his eyes. Like he's all like, I can't see nothing. This light is so bright. And the crowd boos. <laughs> yeah. Over and he's over terrible. This is the worst. He tries to stammer out that there's a special guest in the audience tonight. A man who's without a doubt probably the greatest ventriloquist. And we see Ingalls look like he just fell into a trap. <laughs> he lowers his head and walks away. Oh, fuck. Super embarrassing. Cortland, how, if someone told you you were going to see the greatest ventriloquist on Earth, how excited would you be? Mm, I'd be interested, but I wouldn't be excited. Same. You could be the best in the entire world, and I'd still be like, oh, cool. Yeah, I know. Like, ventriloquism, I'm sure it's come a long way since 1990, and I think some somebody won it, like, a America's Got Talent season for ventriloquism. And there is that one guy who's got the jalapeno on a stick, Brandon. Who is that? Yeah, you know, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. So, funny have, funny have a side story here, Brandon. Funny side story. My mom, right. my mom rest, God bless her soul. Uh, she thought that my brother loved Jeff Dunham so much that for Christmas every year she would buy him Jeff Dunham like stand-up specials and my brother doesn't like Jeff Dunham at all so obviously those went into the garage sale (laughs) yeah that's where Jeff Dunham belongs I haven't heard that name in 84 years Brandon what's Jeff Dunham up to these days we'll have to take a look I don't know prison probably it wouldn't surprise me Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your show-stopping ventriloquist. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we have. We're so thankful for you spending some time with us. We have plenty of bonus content available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. We do early release episodes, bonus plot point episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, bloopers, and more. With multiple tiers, there's always something available for everybody. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Beths, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, and Rad Magical, The Goths, Stephen, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, Sid, Preston, and Corey, The Citizens of Carlsville, Sarah, Ryan, Mr. Normal, Matt, Keith, Faith, Christy, Angela, and Meredith, and you boys and girls, Kathy, Farron, Bryson, Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. I'm recording this a little bit earlier than usual, as I'll be in California this week for work, so we may have a little less content coming up on our socials. 
Regardless, you can give us a follow and check out what we do have. You can find us on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast, on Twitter at UAN Pod, on TikTok at Private Island Presents, and on YouTube at Up All Night HA Podcast. We have plenty of videos, memes, and handmade content for you to enjoy that really complements our show. Typically, I go live on Wednesday nights on Instagram starting at about 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Unfortunately, I'll have to cancel that party this week, but I hope you come around and hang out with us next week. I also go live on Twitch when I can, so I hope you stop by and say hi as I play some games. I've been working on completing every Final Fantasy game, and I just recently started up the beloved Final Fantasy VII. You can find me over at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in. I'll let you get back to the episode, and hopefully I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. The crowd boos him a ton more as Billy wipes the sweat from his face and tries to shield his eyes from the brightest lights. Finally, that shit is over. We get Mercy killed, and we follow a woman in, like, a leather dress or something. And she goes up some steps, which looks suspiciously like um, Slash's office. Yeah. And it's it's actually like a bar now, and Mr. Ingalls is there, and she stops by him calling him a cutie pie and asks if he wants to buy her a drink. God, Don Rickles, man. Drives the ladies wild. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's easier. I right. do. <laughs> I mean, it is Don Rickles. You know, she says that he's kind of cute and looks like her grandfather. Ingalls asks her to leave him alone, and she says, "All right, well, I'll be over here then." Suddenly, I'm gonna say suddenly a lot in this episode. Billy is right next to Mr. Ingalls, and he plops Tim down, and he doesn't look very happy. He just looks at Mr. Ingalls. Oh, why? Says, because he was awful, and he says, I was <laughs> Because terrible, his entire I? life is crashing down around him? That might be it. Might be a little slice of that. Ingalls shakes his head a little, saying, it wasn't terrible. Yes, it and was. They just, they just kind of stare at each other for a second. Says, okay, it was terrible. You had no technique, no concentration, and no material. And you had no idea how to work the audience. Billy, I suggest you look for another line of work. Billy's yeah. all, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Cortland. What? I can't think of a single thing on Earth that you could do for 15 years and be that bad at. <laughs> if somebody told me the podcast was terrible, I'd still do it. <laughs> if in 15 years, we're still this bad. It's this bad at podcasting. Oh my right. god, awful. But We'd still but be seriously, doing it though. We do it. We're, we're the billies could, of the world, Brandon. You could do anything for 15 years and you'd be amazing at it. Hmm. I don't know, Brandon. I still have the same penmanship I did in second grade and that was like 25 How often years. are you writing with a pencil? I mean, I guess not that often. You want to know what I think about sometimes, Brandon? When's the last time you jumped? <laughs> <laughs> It's a like, damn good question. I don't know the answer. I'm terrible at jumping, and I have no doing a lot. But like, I was, I was uh, reading something like uh, it was, it was one of the Zelda games. Like somebody complained that in one of the Zeldas, you can't like willingly jump. You have to like jump off edges. And somebody yeah. was like, "Yeah, well, how? What's the last time you actively jumped?" And I was like, "Oh shit! When was the last time I actively jumped?" God damn! Called out. <laughs> I could tell you what I'm gonna do immediately after we're done recording. Jump in the jump, air. See Woo-hoo! if I still can. <laughs> Billy's all, yeah, well, thanks for coming down, and I'm I'm sorry for the wasted trip. And he turns to leave, and Ingle stops and saying, Billy, and lifts up Tim. 
which Billy forgot twice now. And Billy grabs him and Ingalls says that he's truly sorry and he knows what it's like for your whole life's dream to crumble like dust in your hand. And he raises up his stump to put a little emphasis on that. Billy thanks him and he, and he turns to walk away. And um, I find it really funny that Billy drove three days to get to this fucking amateur night. Yeah. Once Billy is gone, Ingalls grabs his stump saying, no! And he takes a couple of deep breaths. And he looks over at that woman from a moment ago who's smiling at him. And then he gets up and walks over to her asking if he can buy her a drink. Now we're outside and Billy is yelling to himself asking what the fuck he was thinking. His mother was right. Everyone's been right. And he says, fuck you. And he starts bashing Tim against the side of a dumpster. Aww. It's his fault. It's all Tim, you know? <laughs> what did Tim do, man? Tim, I love this because, like, Billy forgets Tim everywhere he possibly can. And then he bashes him against the side of a dumpster. But we're interrupted by a, a woman screaming in the distance. And Billy runs over, leaving Tim on the ground. Billy runs over to a car where there's an old couple saying they thought that, that there were people just smooching. But then... The guy that saw us and, and ran off into the woods. And Billy takes a look at the car. And in the driver's seat is the woman that Ingalls was talking to. But there's a big gash in her neck and there's blood everywhere. She left with Rickles? Also, she's dead. Yeah, she left with Tom, uh, Don Rickles. Who wouldn't, though? Billy takes off his coat and puts it on her, fucking up the crime scene. And then he calls out that it stinks of gas and nobody should smoke around here. I like that little little nugget. Oh, it stinks of gas. You can't smell it because this is TV. Take my word for it. <laughs> we warp to Billy driving up to Ingalls' house, and he gets out of his car and rushes inside just as Mr. Ingalls is about to inject some shit into his arm. That's why she left with Don. He promised yeah. a party. Don's got the good stuff. Billy looks over saying, oh my god, and he rushes over to put a stop to this, and he lands on a loose floorboard. Like, he jumps down and he lands on a loose floorboard that raises up. And uh, just save that nugget for later there. Mm -hmm. And makes his way over to Ingalls and takes his medicine away. And Ingalls starts yelling and reaching for him, saying, Hey, give me back my morphine. And the morphine falls to the floor with a crash as Billy yells, You're nothing but a junkie. And I just wanted to be like you. Mr. Ingalls begs Billy not to hurt him because Billy's all like on top of him now. <laughs> Cornered him yeah. into a corner. Billy's all, You killed that woman that I did you. Ingalls tells him, No, not me. Billy screams in his face, Shut up. You killed her and you stink of gasoline. You were going to start a fire to cover it up, just like the woman from 15 years ago. And Ingalls yells out, no, no, I didn't start those fires. Oh, Ingalls yells right, out, no. Joel. No, I, I, I set those fires. He did, he did. He set the fires, Brandon. He oh, okay. The fire. <laughs> and, um, but he didn't kill anybody, okay? Billy shakes him, asking, then who did it? Who killed her? And Ingalls tells him, Morty, Morty did it. He hates women. He's never been able to have a woman in a normal way. I tried to stop him, but there's just no reasoning with Morty. He's very willful. <laughs> Mr. Ingalls steps away and then turns around saying, also, he's very psychotic. Is Morty an incel? Mm, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I think that's classic okay. incel behavior, yeah? It's the first incel. Billy calms down in this very unique situation that he's in and says, you know, there's people that can help you. And Ingalls is all, well, what are you saying? That I'm crazy? Split personality? That I hear voices in my head in the middle of the night? I think you better go now, before Morty tries to hurt you. Billy laughs a little, saying, Morty can't hurt me. He's made of cloth and wood, nothing else. And Ingalls shakes his head and tells him that he doesn't know what he's saying. Billy takes that challenge, saying, I'll show you. And he goes over and he grabs Morty's box. And he says, this thing isn't alive, it's just a dummy. 
and we see Mr. Ingalls grab a rusty meat cleaver from the wall. As Billy opens up the case, telling Mr. Ingalls to come on over, check it out, because Maury totally isn't real. He's just wooden cloth. Doesn't have a mind or a soul or nothing. And we see him take out the dummy's body, and he puts his hand right through the dummy's, like, head hole. And Mr. Ingalls walks closer and closer with that cleaver. Then Ingalls says, and no head. And Billy turns around just in time to see Mr. Ingalls slap that cleaver down on the case. And they struggle for a little bit. And Ingalls chops his cleaver and shatters a picture on the wall, nearly hitting Billy. This whole, okay, this is where it kind of gets ridiculous, Brandon, obviously. But, like, I just love that Mr. Ingalls is, like, basically accused, like, Billy has accused Mr. Ingalls of murder. And Mr. Ingalls is like, no, nah, it wasn't me, it was Morty. And Billy's like, oh, okay, well, let's talk, let's take this all calm now. Like, you're not dangerous. Yeah, it turns his back on him. He's like, let's come all over here. And... <laughs> so fucking dumb. Billy, you're an idiot. Billy is an idiot. He really is. He's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be a ventriloquist. And then sucks at it for 15 years. And is like, I'm ready. <laughs> Makes this three-hour trip. Despite oh, three seeming day like trip. he's... Yeah, three-day trip. Despite seeming like he's never done it before, ever, in the last 15 years. Yeah. And uh and his judge of character is stupid too, man. Like he knows everything that everything about him is dumb. He knows Mr. Ingalls did something to the woman that he left the place with and he smells like gasoline and you're just yeah, like two oh, people cool, are baby. dead <laughs> associated with this guy and he he said he started the fires. Insane. Ingalls then yells at a coward Billy that he messed up and to take another look. So Billy does just that, like he just okay and he looks at the dummy like case and he pulls out a little dummy mask from the box and Ingles is all yeah Morty's just like me flesh and blood and he's actually my brother and he lifts that black here we go here we go his hand this is where the episode revealed that Morty (laughs) (laughs) it's attached to Ingles and he's this disgusting little monster with a big misshapen head and eyes and he's got these two little tiny arms oh my god and Morty says, Morty! Oh my god. Ingalls explains that they were born like this. They were meant to be twins, but nature works in cruel ways sometimes. Rather than go through life as freaks, we decided to make a career in showbiz. Morty raises up his little tiny hands and says, <laughs> Yeah, we decided to put our heads together. That's a joke, son. I don't see you laughing. <laughs> and Ingalls and Morty chuckle at that. It's so funny. Don Rickles gets a kick out of it. It's so dumb. And then Mr. Ingalls starts, like, petting Morty on the head. Yeah, so Don Rickles has, like, a little baby Quato twin on his arm. Yeah, it was that the whole time. That's why he was so good at ventriloquism. Because it was all a fake. And so bad at everything else. Because he's not doing any of the work. That's why his, uh, his shit with the crowd was so shit, you know? Yeah, he's like, hey, look at you over there with the hair. You're... <laughs> Up to the moon and cheese. <laughs> Ingalls goes on explaining, because he just explains everything at this point, that he's kept Morty drugged up for the last 15 years to keep him away from the world, especially the ladies. Then you had to come along and stir things up. Morty calls for Ingalls to grab the cleaver. But Billy jumps out of the way, and Ingalls advances on him with the cleaver, explaining more that Billy dropped the last of their morphine, which was the only thing that, that could calm him down. Now Ingalls can't even stop him. So Morty was just like completely silent anytime like they had the morphine and he just never talked ever even though he's a loud mouth little shit yeah morphine for 15 years will do that to you brandon 
Yeah. <laughs> he just sleeps for 15 years. <laughs> what I miss? <laughs> I don't think anything happened between 1975 and 1995. Is Carter still president? What's going on? <laughs> Morty eggs on Mr. Ingalls more, saying, What are you going to do? Talk him to death? Slice him. Unzip his guts. Kill him. Morty grabs a little leather stool thing and blocks the cleaver, yelling, Stop it! He doesn't control you. He is a dummy. Morty gets offended by this, saying, I'm the brains of the operation. It was my idea to go into showbiz. I designed the axe. I wrote all the material. I wrote his endings. He's just a straight man. I'm the funny Jesus, one. Jesus, Morty. You know what it's like being I'm stuck funny. with my brother? All them gorgeous babes flaunting themselves and not being able to do anything about him. Ugh. Okay, I think I need to stop the Morty voice. Oh, man. At this point, Ingles has stopped attacking and just stares at his brother. And Morty tells him to just do it. Fuck him up. So Ingles jumps down on Billy, using Morty to hold him down, and raises up that cleaver. He calls Billy a nice kid, but he's got to chop him into little pieces. <laughs> Billy calls out that he needs to stop, and he can still fight off Morty. Morty pipes up, saying, no way! He's going to tell everyone about us. They'll lock us up with all the other freaks. Now do it! Kill him! Get him! Ingles freaks out, yelling, get out of my head, you little shit! And pushes his hand to the ground and starts chopping off Morty. It's pretty vicious. It's an. In- it reminds me of um. What was that movie we watched one time? Idle Hands, right? Yeah, we watched that so long ago. They both scream a whole bunch as we watch him use that cleaver to chop his own arm off, and blood splatters everywhere until it's finished. And Billy scooches over to Ingles, saying, "Don't worry, Mister Ingles, you'll be okay." And he starts helping him with his stump. And now this is where Don Rickles gets a chainsaw arm, right? Yeah, I think so. That's probably nice. Ingles is all, it's all cool, Billy. I'm free now. Finally free. Suddenly, again, at the other side of the house, Marty pops up saying, Oh, contraire, my friend. <laughs> How do you say that word? Yeah. Sure. Okay, all right. What is that, French? Uh, French, right? Yes. The boys scream as he says, I'm the one that's finally free. We watch the puppet plop off the table and we first person oh camera God. super close to Mr. Ingles. <laughs> Then Morty just bites on Mr. Ingalls' neck and rips out his throat. <laughs> oh my god, this like little chicken thing. This drumstick. Just <laughs> skiddly doos across the floor. Oh, it gets better though. <sighs> it gets better in a minute here. Yeah. Billy pulls Morty off of Don Rickles, and Don Rickles slumps over and fucking dies. Poor Don. He had so many more chicks to bang. Oh, everybody wants him. Billy gets pissed now and reaches up to find a random-ass baseball bat out of nowhere and says, All right, you little fucker! I'm gonna park you in the cheap fucking seats! And stands up as some super silly music starts playing, because this episode has just gone completely off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it, there's like carnival music playing as Bobcat Goldthwait picks up a baseball bat mm-hmm. and attempts to beat up a little conjoined twin baby ventriloquist dummy alien yeah uh basket case looking motherfucker yeah yes it's something it's this episode (laughs) a knife is thrown and it sticks into his baseball bat and we see morty's in the kitchen billy rushes over there and starts whacking around with his bat but morty's down in the crack between like the stove and the refrigerator or something and he raises his bat yelling you inbred Morty calls him a schmuck, so Billy yells that he's going to turn Morty into a brain fucking pie. We get this great effect, Brandon. I love this. 
<laughs> of Morty scuttling across the floor with his tiny hands like a little crab or something. And it's hilarious. It's all he can do. <laughs> he can just scuttle. He's just a scuttler. Billy gives chase and finds Morty next to Ingles. <laughs> Forgot about this part. He raises his baseball bat and just smacks the shit out of Ingles, who flies off the couch. Whoops. So funny. Morty harasses him some more, and Billy notices that he's on the floor where the loose floorboard is. So he slams down on the board, which pops Morty up, and he just, like, flies close to Billy, and he just uses his baseball bat to smack him into a wall. It's like he's a baseball. Morty ricochets off that and lands right into a meat grinder. Billy immediately starts just grinding Morty (laughs) using the meat grinder. God. Saying, I'm just making an asshole casserole, and you're the main ingredient. (laughs) Morty's all, ah, oh, Jesus, it's killing me. <laughs> he says it like three times. It's so funny. Oh, you're murdering me. <laughs> How is this taking so long? Like, Billy is grinding on that meat grinder, and it doesn't do anything. He doesn't grind Morty you up at all. see meat coming out of the bottom. But Morty is like four inches tall, and he doesn't get any grinding. No, you're right. I do. Oh, man. Meat grinder horror. It's like the worst, though, I gotta say. Yeah. It would take five seconds to grind him into a delicious mince. A delicious asshole casserole? (laughs) (laughs) Billy tells Morty to shut the fuck up, but then Morty offers to do anything he wants. And Billy's all, Anything? (laughs) Anything? And he smiles. We cut over to the main stage where Billy and Morty are up for a gig. And he puts Morty's puppet mask on and starts doing a show. And he's a huge hit with the crowd, Brandon. Wow, I knew it. They tell a shit joke when a woman walks over and Morty's all, Oh, abba, abba. And Billy tries to keep the show on track, asking, Oh, Marty, what's that telescope you just told a joke about? But Morty's all, Nah, check out this girl. What are you doing after the show? And Billy whispers to keep up the material, but Morty tells him, Nah, forget the material. This toots is making eyes at me. <laughs> I put toots again. You see that hesitation? I bet she could <laughs> suck the varnish off of the footstool. <laughs> Billy gets pissed, yelling, We had an agreement. You got top billing and the ladies are off limits. Now cut the shit or I'm going to send you back into the meat grinder. Morty's all, Yeah, I think you'll find that a little difficult and painful. I've decided to renegotiate our deal, partner. Billy starts screaming on stage a bunch and rips off the mask on Morty, and we see that he is fused with Billy's hand now. How? <sighs> I don't know. Puppet magic. <laughs> Morty's all, Damn it, it try is to powerful. scratch your ass now, buster. Looks like we're stuck with each other. And Billy screams us out of the episode and back with the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, he's just fucking fused with him. I don't know. Morty magic, dude. Makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it's so dumb. That's really stupid. Like, Morty could have been kind of a intimidating sort of thing if he didn't have the ventriloquist dummy voice still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as he took off the sock or whatever, and he was like, hey, it's like, hey, that that's just your voice? Yeah. With Crypty, we see that he has the charred remains of the dummy from the beginning of the sketch. And, and he says, what do you say, folks? Billy deserves a big hand, don't you think? There's a drum snare for a second. He says, sheesh, the things people will do to get ahead in showbiz. And he, like, lifts up the dummy's head. Oh, well, next time someone tells Billy he's no dummy, he'll say, wanna bet? And he laughs a whole bunch. And that's the end of the episode, Brandon. We're done. Jesus. Whew. What did you think? I mean, all together. <laughs> how'd you feel about this episode? I'm still unsure. 
It was either a 3 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. I don't know. Yeah, I can't decide, Brandon. I don't know if I loved <laughs> it or I hated it. There's no in between, I think. I think it's so stupid. It's just like, as soon as I saw Morty, the true Morty, I was like, oh my god. And I watched this one with Rebecca, and I was kind of <laughs> like, oh, she's not going to watch another one with me after this. Oh, no. We ought to have Rebecca back on the show, I have to say. She's got to get her tales from the crypt in, you know? Yeah. I don't. She doesn't know what was going on, and I didn't know well, what was going does. on. Well, nobody does. Bobcat didn't know what was going on either. Neither did Don I was, I was just like, yeah, that's that's this show. <laughs> yeah, you either get... Have we had, like, a, an honestly scary episode yet? Not really. I, the Christmas one. Uh, the Christmas one, yeah. Like, that one, at the time, I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's typical slasher kind of thing, and we're going to see tons of episodes like this. But now, after seeing quite a handful, like, that episode sticks out as being, like, actual kind of traditional horror. Yeah, I'd say that, and Three's a Crowd is pretty sinister, too. It goes through a lot of dark stuff. I don't know. I'm ready for a, sp- a, a pretty spooky episode. At least Tales from the Crypt. You know, it's got a lot of variety in what we were yeah, presenting. Yeah, it's all so over far. the place. Very interesting. Moral of the story, Brandon. Don't be a ventriloquist. This is pretty much Seriously, what I got this one. Everyone fucking warned to this guy, and he's like, I'm still going to do it for some reason. <laughs> uh, and it did not work out. Another moral, Brandon. Don Rickles, sexiest man alive. Yeah, like, don't get Don Rickles as your wingman is the moral, because he is going to steal. <laughs> he steals everything from you. Steal everyone and everything. Men, women, yeah. does not yep. matter. They're all leaving with Rickles. <laughs> uh, alternate episodes, though, the, the name of this one, pretty simple, Ventriloquist Dummy, you know? Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet. Isn't that supposed to be really good? I think so. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> it could just be something simple like twins or something. I don't know. That spoils things, I guess. <laughs> um, Night of the Living Dummy, part two. Carl <laughs> Stein's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I haven't even yet. written it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, you want to just meet this cast, Brandon? We've already talked about I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's not only very really, many people. <laughs> there's like two characters. You got Don Rickles and you got Bobcat. Yep. All right, well, let's go through our two characters, Brandon. We got Don Rickles, the late Don Rickles, passed away in 2017. Rest in peace, Don Rickles. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, God, he was the voice of Mr. Potato Head from, from Toy Story. That's right. Okay, all That's right. I know him a little bit, yeah. We know Don Rickles. Yeah, Potato Head, yeah. I'm pretty sure for Toy Story 4, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but... Don Rickles had passed away when it came out, so they just used, like, a couple of voice clips that they had saved up of Mr. Potato Head, and so he could still be in the movie. Okay. That's creepy. Let's see. I know he's got a really long, very long, keep scrolling here. Started things out in 1955 as the announcer Jesus. for Stage 7. I only did one episode, though, of that show. Hmm. And they were like, get the hell out of here, Don. Ooh, Don Rickles. Go do ventriloquism. You're insulting our audience. He was on Gilligan's Island for an episode, The Lucy Show. I Dream of Genie. He was in all the hits. Twilight Zone? The Don Rickles show. <laughs> lasted eight episodes. Whoa, what? He was in that? He was, yeah. They got him? Wow. He was in Archie Bunker's Place back in 1982. I forgot that existed. All right. All right. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I Dream of Genie. He was just in all those old shows. Sanford yeah. and Son. And then he got into Toy Story, and that's kind of what he did for a while. Um, he was in the Bernie Mac show. He was in Hot in Cleveland for two episodes with our girl, um, Betty White. Last thing he was in was Godfather, I'm sorry, Grandfathered in 2015. And like I said, he passed away in 2017. 
I like him. I like Don Rickles. Next up, we got Bobcat, Brandon. We haven't covered Bobcat in four years. Yeah, so what's he been doing the last four years? Well, the last time we saw him, he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark's The Tale of the Final Wish, where he played the Sandman. One of the best episodes, still. Despite what anybody says, it's one of the best. He started things in 1980 with Lenny Clark's Late Show. He's in, of course, Police Academy 2. Twisted Sister, Come Out and Play. He was in Scrooge, Brandon. That's where I know him originally from. That's the first thing I saw Bobcat in. The first thing I saw him in was Hot to Trot, a movie with a talking horse. Was he the horse? No, man. He was the guy who, I don't know if he owned the horse or just worked with the horse. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I loved that movie. What year was that in? 88? Oh, there is Hot to Trot. He went from Hot to Trot to Scrooge. That's a a good one-two punch. Yeah, right? He was in 13 episodes of Capital Critters, a show I've never heard of before. Uh, Married with Children, he was there. He was in Eek the Cat. Brandon, remember that show? Of course I do. He was in Beavis and Butthead back in 1995. Arliss uh, Hercules, he played Payne. You know, um, Hell yeah. Classic, classic role. He was in The Simpsons as himself. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't. 1998? I don't know. Gosh, what else? So many things. Crank Yankers, I remember that show. Leroy and Stitch. Yeah, I said that right. Leroy <laughs> Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch the series. <laughs> a lot of like cartoons. You know, he was in Aqua Teen Hunger Force, um, Spy Kids, Mission Critical. I guess they made a TV series out of Spy Kids. I didn't know. He's in Bob's sure. Burgers for two episodes. Most recently, he was in The Patrick Star Show, which is awesome. a spinoff of I wonder if he did The Voice. I hope so. He was in He-Man in the Masters of the Universe last year. He's, he's still working. He does a lot. Good. Good job. Because Bobcat. he's a national treasure. He truly is, yes. That's kind of all the cast, though, Brandon. I don't really think... I mean, I, I said the last episode, we got Mindy Rickles. She was the girl at the bar. Oh, well, we could look at her. What have you been doing, Mindy? Well, Not much. Girl at the bar? Is that like one of the ones Don Rickles was trying to bang? I think so, yeah. Oh, boy. I can't, I can't really say for sure. She's only been in 12 things. Uh, started things off in 1988 with Newhart, and then she, her most recent role was in 2019 with Historical Roasts. Oh, she roasted Don Rickles, maybe. Ooh. After he was passed away. Oh, Brandon. That, that's all I got to say about the ventriloquist dummy. You want to see what's next week? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, back man, to Brandon. gold diggers, hopefully. Get this <laughs> show back be. on track. I have something special for you this time here, Brandon. Interesting character here. The next episode okay. is called Judy. You're not yourself today. That's that's a title. That is, yeah. It's uh, it could be anything, like literally anything. You want me to read the description and then tell you who's in it? Yes, we please. Have somebody, we have somebody. A housewife stressed out by her husband's reckless behavior welcomes an elderly cosmetic saleswoman to her home, only to discover that the old hag has another more devious motive. And that old hag, Brandon, is played by Francis Bay. <laughs> The name is not ringing bells. Um, let me just double check her credits really quick here. I'm like 99% sure she's in Seinfeld. The one with the marble rye? She's the one with the marble rye, Brandon, from Seinfeld. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Happy Gilmore's grandma. Yes, Happy Gilmore's grandma. I can't wait. I love her. She's great. Yeah, rest in peace, Francis Bay. That's for next week, Brandon. We'll talk more about her next week. Okay. I think this one's going to be fun. I think it looks like silly. I mean, you can't have Francis Bay in an episode and not be fucking ridiculous, right? I mean, she's not, I, I, I hope so. That, right? She's going to be mugged by Jerry Seinfeld. It's going to be great. <laughs> but that's next week, Brandon. Judy, you're not yourself today. We'll talk about that next week. 
I think I'm done here, Brandon. I'm done talking about Bobcat until we inevitably cover him again sometime, right? Hopefully okay. soon. He's actually he's in every fucking episode. Weird. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> but Brandon, I've been up all night. I'm gonna let you go for now. Let you go to sleep, and I will talk oh. to you next week for Judy. You're not yourself today. All right, I'll be here. Sounds good. Talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, it was terrible.